Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone, ready to play right now. We are live for a special Black Cast. Welcome to the Black Cast. Uh, Jacob Downey in the live chat. Before we even were, he was there two minutes before us, saying two minutes, people, and quiet on the set. Thank you, Jacob. I'm not quite sure what time zone you're in, but uh, I'm going to just assume it's ours because uh, it's midnight on the East Coast. Uh, right now, it is uh, myself, Christian Blatt, and the one and only Mr. Jeff DeRay here live with me. Uh, Will Sterling coming right up. And by coming right up, I mean coming right up. The one, the only Mr. Will Sterling. And I remember now from the last time we did StreamYard, it was like almost halfway or all the way through the show. And I figured out that I can do it like the zoom boxes, oh. which I like a lot better. This setup, I think is much better. Um, so uh, going live, uh, maybe against uh, better judgment and precautions, but uh, Will Sterling and I were uh, trading messages earlier today. Uh, say hello, Will Sterling. Hello, Will Sterling. And uh, we were, some of you may remember, we were supposed to live tweet Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park right now. We should be starting it. We should be making uh, Cracking Kevin, Wise. Kevin Scott is very confused right now. He's a little confused. He's uh, like, I push play. Where are you guys? Yeah. No, I, I messaged him and he's just like, all right, just let me know one. But uh, we should be Cracking Wise about the opening credits right now. But uh, instead, we thought, uh, obviously... This isn't this isn't the time to uh, do that, especially on a platform like Twitter, where I think that would really irritate everyone who follows us to uh, read that. And also like, uh, come on, guys, <laughs> you know, but uh, we're hoping to do it next week. We'll let you know. But then we thought like, well, yeah, we don't want to really get caught up in everything that's going on while we're and make jokes about about a, a terrible kiss movie. But then we thought maybe it'd be interesting to actually talk about it. And we asked Jeff and uh, Jeff, you didn't, uh, you didn't hesitate. You were on board, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's all anyone should really want to talk about. It's just, I mean, I guess, especially living in this city, it's like, how can you not be focused on this? Like it's impossible for me to, it was impossible for me to get my work done today. Well, yeah, because I live in uh, Burbank and uh, we had a uh, 5 p.m. curfew that they told us at 1 p.m., you know, and whatever the reasons are for it, I'm sure they're looking out for people for the most part. But you'd have to think, OK, I mean, could you, you just it would have been great to know in the morning, but whatever. I mean, there were uh, a lot of things planned, but uh, we're getting I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. And I think. It's easy to to kind of have a starting point where you feel like, at least for the most part, everybody seems to agree that, you know, a lot of times when there's an incident, like a, any kind of police brutality incident, a lot of times there is differing opinion about like, well, what happened before the video and, you know, what really happened. And, and this doesn't seem to be one of those. Uh I'm going to ask you first, Will, are you surprised that in general people see it and say, yeah, that's wrong. They murdered this guy. You know what I mean? Like usually there's there's usually people trying to give another side. And that part, at least this starting point of talking about the George Floyd video, 
is that everybody seems to go like, yeah, that's wrong. Even. Yeah. But I mean, like this video is a lot longer, but we've seen this video before like a million times. And I think it's only also because people are in quarantine and in a pandemic and don't know what else to do that like are really being brought face to face with, with this kind of thing. But I mean, you look at, I don't know, Philando Castile and Alton Sterling and all these other things that have video evidence to back this thing up where nobody was really arguing. Like, I think people use that excuse to not feel the torment it must feel to watch someone die on video where they're like, well, there's all this stuff that led up to this. And then there's like no eyewitness accounts of like, yeah, he was like setting fire to buildings and shooting people in the street. That's why they killed him. Like it's never, that story like doesn't exist ever. So I'm like, I'm not surprised, but I feel like there's not a whole lot left for people to feel other than like, this has really come to a head as we're seeing uh, publicly and then, you know, everything that's going on because of everything we're already going through. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that, I don't know. I mean, what we, I guess what you can say is that, you know, maybe because we've been here enough times, that part of the conversation isn't happening at least this time. That doesn't mean that the, you know, look, unfortunately there will be a next time, you know, will that be any better than this or will it revert? It's hard to, it's hard to say, but I don't know. I mean, I think that, well, what's, what do you mean better, what's better than, what do you mean better than that? Well, I think that, you know, could there be a better response in, in the immediacy? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people responded to that video in the right way, whereas usually there's there's division and there's not a, 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 a current response. And I'm sure there are detractors, but I think for the most part, everybody that I see, I mean, uh, and we'll obviously end up talking more about him a little later, but even... Even President Trump said after that video that what was in the video was wrong, you know, and I think that look, would would either of you have been shocked if he'd been like, well, uh, we have to hold that judgment for what happened there. I bet this no. is a bad guy. Yeah. So I, would I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. So I have to say I was surprised by what he did say. Sure. He right. could have said more. And we'll right. talk about that, too. Uh, Jeff, I, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts sort of we're only talking right now in this very moment about the video. Uh, but, uh, your thoughts kind of obviously on what we've seen, but the reaction to it as well. Well, it, it was surprising or it was like, it gave me hope, I guess, because it felt like finally what I was seeing, everybody was seeing. It was like, there was no possible excuse. No one was trying to make an excuse. No one was trying to justify it because it was clearly an inexcusable thing caught on tape. It's like it started off with a nonviolent crime. Uh, there was further proof that there was never any resisting. And then you have minutes upon minutes of people desperately pleading for these cops to show like the most basic ounce of humanity and checking and making sure someone's okay. Who's you can hear like gargling and death knelling. Like, are you, it's disgusting. There shouldn't be any other reaction to it. You know, like you're a psychopath if you don't watch that and your heart breaks because you just watched something awful happen. Because, again, I mean, under I don't think under really any circumstance you should be choked to death ever, no matter what you did in that situation to, to like get you there. Even if you're, you know, 
Jeffrey Epstein. You shouldn't be choked to death when you're getting like arrested by the police. No, no, but I mean, for some reason, if you have to, you know, if this were a different situation and you have to restrain someone, you would do something to knock them out. You know, you wouldn't, well, I'm going to choke them for seven minutes, you know, because obviously so much could go wrong, you know? So yeah, it's not, it's not a rational uh, response to it. And, you know, I think that at least, you know, in ter- in relation to other cases like this, the police officers were, uh, m- you know, could have been fired quicker, but they were fired, you know, within the first couple of days, which you have to say that that's not usually the case. And then there's a lot of people that, you know, obviously the, the main cop was uh, charged with murder and the this was before the the protests and things started there were a lot of people who were like yeah okay what about the rest of them and i mean just from a practical standpoint you do need to build the case against them and figure out what to charge them with because you want it to stick you don't want to charge them with the wrong thing and then they get off on a technicality so to me that's why the other cops haven't been charged even still at this point because you you need to charge them for the uh, for the right thing uh but you know None of this is okay. It's it's still shitty, but I I at least that I understood. It's like okay, the first guy you you see what it is, you know you can charge him with murder. I don't think you can charge other people with murder, accessory to murder, manslaughter. I don't I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not a lawyer. So, um, and I think that not happening fast enough was kind of the the little pebble that started to roll down the hill. Uh, I don't even remember what day that was. Was that Wednesday? Uh, it's Thursday. Uh, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't know, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, the, nobody comes out. Okay. In that, you know, you have the, the, the one cop that, that isn't, he's just watching lookout and I guess doesn't see somebody filming. I don't even quite know, but anyway, so he's just there. So we can get past the the video part now, but uh, in, it's funny that siren could be any of us. There, anywhere that any of us are. That's I'm you, right yeah. down the street from the looting that happened in Van Nuys. Oh yeah, Steve. The uh, podcast one, Steve sent me a video of crazy shit going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there, because there was a there was an event, uh, a protest in, uh, in in Van Nuys, and what I knew from looking at further, the looting was closer. I want to distinguish that they were separate things. <laughs> yeah. Was- well, no. And, and look, that's the, that's the important distinction for sure. And we can certainly jump over to that part. So you have the protests and then you have the, the violence, the vandalism, and then you have the looting and those are not the same thing. You know, I mean, it's uh are, are there people that go from protesting into to some of the destructive behavior? I'm sure. But that, that's not really – those aren't the, the same two events. You see there's a lot of people that are, you know, standing and trying to get people to not, uh, you know, deface stores or uh, to, to loot. Like, to me, the, the looting for the most part is people that are just honestly opportunistic assholes, either people who want free shit – and you know, you, grown, grown men stealing Legos from Target. I mean, it's none of it's funny, but there's these moments where you see things and you're like, you know, you're like, oh, in a normal situation, I'd laugh at this. But then it's you know, and just like, you know, white guys stealing lots of uh, you know sneakers from Pacific Sun or, or you know the van store. You know, you just you see a lot of these things, and uh, there's I guess 
questions about who these groups of people are. Uh, you, you know, you, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, the interesting thing about living in this age of viral videos is you're seeing a lot of things like, uh, you know, there's an African-American woman who is just screaming at this, uh, car full of that, what looked like, you know, affluent 20 something white kids who are giving out bricks to, uh, groups of black men encouraging them to throw them at things. And this woman is just yelling at them. It's like, what the fuck are you coming into our neighborhood and giving, you know, you're going to get them killed. And, you know, the guy, they're just like, yeah, whatever, you know? So, and you don't know like, Oh, are these people that are just assholes or is this part of something bigger? And, you know, when you see sort of these, these mixed things happening, I'll ask you first, Jeff, what, what are your thoughts? And from what you've seen and what you've read, you know, what are you thinking about, protesters, people who are very affected by what happened and want there to be changed. And then the, uh, the violence and the looting, your thoughts on the, the two groups. I think it's, I mean, the, the group, they seem to be pretty distinct groups. It's like, uh, that's another thing that I think on one hand is encouraging in this is you're watching people out there trying desperately to keep the waters from getting muddied, the trying desperately to keep the message clear of like, no, we're trying to protest peacefully and make change and uh, like stepping in front of buildings, all that kind of stuff. I think that's, it's good. Uh, you don't want to see people trying to stab people running out of target. That's bad. <laughs> um, and it, it just seems like, so many people, there are too many people are trying to act selfishly while other people are trying so hard to come together. Uh, it's just like, it's heartbreaking. Like it makes my, me sick to my stomach. I didn't even sleep last night. I literally stayed up all night just watching videos because it's like the adrenaline from watching one would just get me so amped up. Like, and I try and like cool down and I'd see something else. And I'm just like, yeah, I was awake all night just because this whole situation just makes me feel so powerless and so frustrated. And it's like, I'd like to be able to do more, but I feel like if I went to something like that, I would just end up being one of the dickheads who's like punching somebody and making everything worse. So I feel like the best thing I can do is like keep to myself because I'm not going to be any help to anybody. And I just wish people would take that perspective. Like let's all just do something good for everybody like we were we were trying so hard with uh, the social distancing and taking care of each other we had like a nice little let's do this together attitude for a minute and then uh everything starts to fall apart and then this happened and you thought for a minute like all right we're doing it again we're like coming together it might happen and then it's like i think right before this i was watching some of the local news broadcasts because i was trying to get information about what was happening in my neighborhood because it's like i've just been hearing choppers circling and shit and so watching that is just particularly frustrating for me because the coverage spends like a minute talking about, oh, it's so fucked up that these, uh, you know, looters are trying to muddy the waters and then spends the rest of the time just talking about the looters and how they're looting and showing the looting. And it's like, so then don't muddy the waters, focus on the other part. Don't spend the rest of the time talking about what you said isn't the point. Yeah, look, uh, and uh, I'll uh, uh, ask you the same question in a second, Will. But uh, look, when it comes to the media, uh, the you know they're they're hardly the uh, enemy of the state uh, the way they've been characterized uh, 
in the past by the president, but you know, they are terrible and they're showing all the looting because what's more interesting video, you know, I mean, what, what is more compelling, you know, the, the video of like a police officer, uh, you know, hugging the uh, African-American protester, you, you'll see you'll see that a little bit on social media, but what you'll really see is people you know stealing you know TVs and stuff. You know that that's what they want to show. So the narrative that they tell is the one that they feel like is going to keep people tuned in, regardless uh, of uh, you know how accurate a, a picture that paints. Uh, Will, I wanted to get your thoughts sort of on the the same thing protesting but then also the the uh the the rioting slash uh looting being sort of you know separate from that um i've thought a lot about this too because there's a perspective of this also um that i'm sure a lot of people would disagree with but it takes a a good amount of consideration to understand where some of these things can come from and can happen and I think that most of the people who become looters and all these kind of things are opportunists. You know, I think that that, yes, of course, there's a big thing about that. And the media really focuses on that, but that there's also an element that is understandable of people who can get swept up in feeling disenfranchised and feeling 400 plus years of oppression and other things being mounted against them that they can get caught up in the moment and feel that something um, is worth taking because they deserve it. And there's an element to which I kind of can't disagree. I'm not encouraging or inciting violence or any of those things. But to be in a crowd where it's easy to get carried away, and I think a lot of people have witnessed and felt this even on a small scale, from chipping in to... uh, peer pressure or other things all the way to being an accomplice, like one of these cops in the video, you know, like this guy just stood there and watched this thing in the, you see the two of them, right? It's the man with his knee on him. And then whoever that other cop is his partner or whoever the fuck. There was other ones that had their knees on his back. There's another angle where the other multiple cops on him at one point. Right, right, right. So you have all these guys contributing to this thing happening. Nobody's nobody's saying this is wrong. We should stop this. And somebody had tweeted and I thought it was very astute. If you have 10 bad cops and a thousand good cops, but those cops, those good cops don't turn in the 10 bad cops. You have 1,010 bad cops. And I know that there's more good cops than there are bad cops out there. I've always known that. We've seen it in videos, like you're saying. But so when I'm not justifying people who are out here as opportunists, but I would be remiss to say that we shouldn't understand or at least try to have some kind of understanding for why people of color could get swept up in feeling systemic racism lobbied against them and not feel like they should push back. That's not something I necessarily say is okay, but it is something that I understand and recognize. And another thing that people were saying was like, the people, we rose up in Boston for fucking attacks on tea to push back against the British government because they were taxing us right and left and people died in the, in the Boston Tea Party. 
And so now we have people of color rising up saying like, yeah, well, this has been our reality for hundreds of years. And there's some violence that comes along with this. And people are like, how dare, how dare you not be able to hold yourselves in the highest esteem, even though we've abused and built our entire country on your backs for free for hundreds of years. So I know that's a lot, uh, but there are more than one side, I think, to the to the looting and the and the frustration and the anger and the violence. It's not as simple as just like a group of people coming in to do something. There is uh, more than one side to the story. No, absolutely. And look, you uh, uh, look. Anybody who's watching the video sees the three of us, and uh, you know, there's a lot of levels that uh, we can't relate to any of this just on a personal level. We can understand it from afar. We can have have it explained to us. We can do our best to try and grasp the reality of it but we don't know what it feels like you know there's we're ellie's under curfew right now if any one of the three of us were driving right now and pulled over by police they would say like you know you need to go home and and i i doubt we'd even get a ticket in all honesty yeah so but obviously that would not be the case if if we we weren't you know if, if the three of us weren't white guys so i i look i but i i try to understand that there could be this level of anger and lashing out at, at anything, you know, lashing out at police, uh, you know, you know, not condoning violence on things, but you can at least understand. Yeah. Let's go, let's go set that police car on fire. Let's, you know, throw bricks through the window of the police station. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go spray some, you know, I'm going to vandalize city hall. You know, these are all things that are like, yeah, I get all that. And, you know, if in that moment it's like, yeah, let's go, let's go break this window. You know, the the Apple Store and Nordstrom were two places at the Grove here in Los Angeles that was some of the earlier looting. And you're like, yeah, these huge corporations that you know they're they're happy to take your money, but they they don't do anything. I, I understand all of it, and but it, it is sort of this idea that it, it's it's separate people who aren't feeling any of that, and they're just like. Yeah, so I understand people that would feel that way. I just don't think that's the majority of what it is. You know, I, I it's and, not. It, that's yeah. what I mean to say is that it's not. But I yeah. do think that that's a voice and a thing that we have to recognize as being yeah. so, true. So the you know the big narrative that you see a lot and why it's really hard to talk about this and comment or post because it all I don't know to me it just seems trite to post things and you know people are like oh you know the you being silent is like saying it's okay it's like no but sometimes I sometimes you don't know what to say and some some people have just written like look I don't know what to say but uh you know and and it's fine but in not knowing what to say sometimes it's just you know Sometimes the sometimes the silence is because you're listening. But I, I look, I understand because again, I'm a white guy. I don't get to say <laughs> I don't. I, it doesn't matter w- what I feel like. It's okay. It's just sort of the way that I uh, approach it. But the the thing that you're hearing a lot is this idea of oh, you're rea- you're reacting to the destruction of property, but you you know th- that's not as important as the loss of a life and they're like no it's absolutely not it doesn't mean that it's okay though you can you can say like this is really bad and that doesn't mean oh but this this was fine this didn't bother me and i don't feel like people are saying that but there must be 
because I just don't necessarily follow the people who are saying that. And look, I follow all kinds of people. I, I've seen a lot of things in, in the last three days from, you know, not a huge wide range, uh, uh, but you know, it's, uh, I've, I've seen some differing opinions, but not so much uh, on some of this stuff. I don't know about, about you guys, like what you've actually seen from people you don't know, uh, you know, just uh, like, it's weird because Twitter, I guess you'll see if somebody likes a post, even if you don't follow the person they like, I, I don't quite know what the algorithm is. So I see a lot of people that I don't follow. I see them posting things and I'm like, okay. Uh, but so I don't know. So that's, that's my thought is that like, no, the, the loss of life, the, the treatment against, all people of color, you know, for the, what the entirety of the history of this country, you know, 244 years that, yeah, that's all, all that. Uh, but I, it, it, I think it, it is okay to say like, yeah, look, you know, there's a small business owners, you know, it's not all just like, Oh, they threw a trash can through targets window, you know, Walmart's going to be okay. But then it's like, yeah, but what about these other stores that, and some of them in some of the neighborhoods, it's like, okay, well, you're you're looting your own stores, you know, you're you're looting African Americans, other people of colors, you're looting their, you're looting those stores. Those stores are probably going to close because they were already having a problem. And so I don't know. It's it's hard to uh, it, it's it's hard to speak out against it because it I guess the way people are taking it is like, oh, so you're okay with the fact that this man died? I'm like, no. But I I do wonder why we're on like four days of you know like rioting happening happening outside Jeff's window. I don't feel like that's happening because of police brutality in Minneapolis. Like I don't think that's on the mind of people there. Uh, but I don't know, Jeff. What it, what exactly is going on in, in Van Nuys? I haven't seen much of it because. I, I almost never watch the news, especially stuff like this. I don't want the kids to see it. You know, uh, I, I see stuff on my phone sometimes, but I haven't I haven't really seen much of what's going on tonight. Uh, I mean, I know there was. The, so essentially, it's like everything was cool, copacetic. There's a big group of protesters where everything was fine. And then around and like most of the day, things were cool. And then around like three o'clock or something, it just like people broke loose. And it's like they broke into a local pharmacy, drugs but it was like a local mom and pop pharmacy. And the, the, the Will was referring to our friend, Steve, whose girlfriend lives very close by here. And uh, he was looking at like a strip mall that was on fire. And those are all small businesses. These aren't like, look, I, sh I don't condone any looting, but really if you break into a target, I'm like, well, don't do that. No, it. no, yeah, that's sort of what I'm saying. Is they're they're going to be okay in the long run? You know these these huge corporations. You know, yeah. especially CBS. Target and Walmart, who are you know industries that have had tremendous profit uh, during uh, you know the coronavirus pandemic. So anyway, finish your thoughts. Sorry, Jeff. No, no, no worries. Uh, so it's I don't know. It's like I see I see these small businesses, and it's like to me when you see those attacked. That's what makes me feel so much like, oh, so clearly this is just a small group of dickheads just trying to make things worse because it's like, that seems less, I mean, I, I hear Will's point and I think that's a good reminder that sometimes this isn't about people wanting to do the things they do. It's just like the emotions are so high. It's just like what I was talking about. 
like I could see myself making a bad decision because of how, you know, the emotions in this are so easily go to like 11 and then you're not thinking you're just reacting. Right. Um, and maybe that happens and then somebody smashes a window and then somebody sees a smash window and goes, yeah, let's grab some shit. Right. I don't know. I, I can't speak to the mindset of everything that has happened, but it just seems like too much of it comes across as people. And it's like, you hear the stories, right. Where it's like, okay, so this was broken into and then they're coming systematically with duffel bags and SUVs loading them up and then like going off. So it's like people who had a plan to, okay, where, where are their protests? All right, let's strike because the police are going to be occupied. And that's the thing that's like, you watch, if you watch, um, so this is one of the things they're covering is like in Santa Monica over the weekend, right? You had the protests in one area and then the right, like the rioting and looting in a very separate area. And the massive majority of the police force was at the peaceful protests, tear gassing peaceful protesters, leaving the looters to do what they will for however hours. Right. And so now that's one of the things they've had to respond to. And one of the things that made me sick is it, uh, there's a video of an LAPD like SUV cruiser swerving in and fucking hitting people and then just swerving out and r- driving away. Hit and run. Yeah, that 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 I did see, yeah. I, and I'm it's for- like I saw today I was watching Eric Garcetti talking and then the chief of police and all they had to say was about what a great job the LAPD has been doing and you're just like what do you not yeah. get about this? No, like, that's the that's the uh, you're doing a heck of a job, Brownie uh, moment. You know, it's uh, you're taking the time to congratulate. Even if you feel like you are doing a good job, it's like, yeah, nobody nobody wants to hear that because of all the other areas where where clearly you're not doing a good job. And yeah, I mean, look, I don't understand what the approach is towards rioting and looting. Obviously, you should not be shooting people who are doing those things, but you, you do feel like there there must be a, a way to stop them. And I guess that's where they use the tear gas and the rubber bullets. But you're talking about focusing those that energy on the uh you know the peaceful protests, which is not where they should be. They should be in the the sort of the other location. And look, I, I saw I, I knew that there was something planned for Van Nuys uh, and sorry that we're keeping this so local, you know, uh, the, but this is what we see living in Los Angeles. And, you know, we're, we all have uh, early curfews. I saw in New York city, they have a curfew of 11 PM and I'm like, 11 PM. I know that uh, things happen late in New York, but I'm like, I, I feel like the, it should probably be a little earlier than that in a city, the size of New York, but what do I know? But, you know, I knew that something was going to happen in Van Nuys and just, uh, you know, you just look around on Twitter and then yet a lot of people are like, yeah, but uh, how about uh, going after uh, how, how about Burbank and Glendale? You know, like there's there's more money there. And I'm like, yeah, but that's I, I don't know, because, again, that doesn't seem like people who are trying to make a, a peaceful point. And, you know, the there's a narrative that you're seeing and then some of it is coming from conservative circles, but uh, there are uh, a number of uh, African-American friends that I have on my personal Facebook, not just on Twitter, who are, you know, sharing some of the videos that I referenced. Uh, There's uh, actually at the Grove here in Los Angeles, there was an African-American woman yelling at these two white girls who were spray painting things on a, on a Starbucks and like sort of to cover their tracks, they put like 
Black Lives Matter in addition to, uh, you know, sort of this anti-capitalist thing and this idea that it is like a it's an organized movement, uh, you know, and and but I, I have people getting mad that President Trump is blaming Antifa because it's not really an organized uh, organization. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, they don't they don't have an LLC there. They don't ha have letterhead and they don't give, but it's like, it's some kind of like online movement where it's coordinated efforts. And even if it's, it's not that you're just like, yeah, but these are people who have a different agenda. And I think a lot of us are anti-fascist, but this, the, you know, a lot of this movement from what we've seen before occupy wall street and, and, you know, just things that have happened over the last few years, it's really like anti-capitalists, you know, it's like, this is a group where it's like, well, we're going to, we're going to throw a trash can through a Starbucks and a, and a, you know, a bank of America. And again, these are companies that have plenty of money. You don't have to feel bad for the individual store necessarily, but you know, like a, like a fast food chain that that happens to a lot of times those are franchise owners and they are sort of responsible for a lot of it. So I don't know. What do you guys think about this idea that, when somebody throws around like, oh, well, this is this is Antifa, these white people that are coming and, and may do you think it is coordinated like that? Do you think that that's uh, oversimplifying it? Do you think that it, it's more people who are just like, well, fuck, I'm going to go down to the Grove and get a free uh, a free iPad. What do you think? I'll ask you first, Will. Um, I think it's a mixture of everything. You're always going to get all of those people incorporated into something that's like this because people who have nefarious alternative motives are able to hide in this, in, in what's happening. And so people who are inclined to want to just like use this as an excuse to steal stuff opportunistically are going to be there. And radicals in that capacity are also going to be there in that way and, and utilizes, I mean, I would not put it past two white girls to use this as an opportunity to do whatever bullshit they fucking wanted to do. Um, and then OPS hashtag Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm here for you, but they're not. And it's challenging because it's like the narrative that's given to people is whatever. That's I mean, you said this early on, and I think it's interesting is that this just feels like the one the first time, however many years later. I mean, hundreds of years later, technically, but in in terms of modern media and social media. That people are like, oh, there's like not two narratives around this story. And I think a lot about the George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin thing, where all we have to go on is these weird bits and pieces, right? But when you look at what the evidence is, it's like that guy absolutely murdered a black kid in cold blood for doing fucking nothing besides walking through a neighborhood with a hoodie on. There is no, there's no, and somehow this man was acquitted of this thing because people spent so much time building the narrative around what fear he must have felt, what ang, what, whatever the fuck righteous anger he had, had some sort of justification when the other side of the story was, yeah, this was a kid who was just minding his own business and it doesn't matter where he was going or where he was coming from there's there's not two sides of this but we created that narrative we've been creating this narrative for hundreds of years about who people of color must be if they don't fit in the box that we've put them in and 
we can get to a whole conversation about white privilege and those things. I'm sure the listeners would really love that. And I want to be, do this as patient as possible. But, but we're only seeing this unrest because it's been going on for so long. Everyone's now been stuck inside their homes for so long. And you have people wielding like AR-15s and firearms protesting like, open up barbershops and restaurants. I don't want to wear a mask. Like, fuck you. And everyone's fine. But you, yeah, there's... Sorry, uh, there's a, 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 you know, it's, I can't even attribute it to anyone I'm seeing it going around so much. You have sort of the, the knee jerk response to Black Lives Matter is people who say all lives matter. And, and then the, the response to them is you're saying all lives matter now, but two weeks ago you were saying that you're willing to sacrifice some old people so you can go get a haircut or, or sit inside at TGI Fridays, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, uh, and by the way, uh, it's funny because I, I assume you saw the, the tweet, uh, like when we posted that we were going to do this, we only decided a few hours well, ago. To do this. I was in a, somebody I was somebody in a said, Twitter. yeah, somebody, uh, let's see, can I even show it? I don't think it shows up. I was in a Twitter conversation oh, with that person. This one right here, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Respond, yeah. I had a response typed out that I deleted. It was just going to say, uh, hey, cat, looks like you had a little typo in your name. It replaced uh, UN with an A. See, look, I didn't even know we ah. would get to the bell tonight. Well, uh, yeah. Like, oh, I can't wait. I uh, need to hear more about my so-called white privilege. Um, I don't know I, who that is, but, but I don't, but I don't they, know that person. Yeah. I, I retweeted something, and they um, I'm using the they, them pronoun because I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. It could be a Russian bot for all I know, but they added, you know, they responded and were like, well, like, I don't understand, like, all this stuff, like, president's not responsible or involved, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, trying to stick with how, how I am on Twitter, I think, regardless of the people who listen to this podcast, know that for the most part, except for one person in particular, uh, that I am usually all about civil discourse and really try not to um, make harsh, direct, specific things when interacting with people. So I was being very patient, very understanding about this person who seemed like they had struggled through and suffered through a lot of things. But in my very patient responses was nothing but hostile and shitty. So I was like, it seems that at this juncture, all I can do is wish you well, like keep your heart and your mind open because without that, like the world's just going to be worse for it. And they were just on a, I don't know who this fucking person, they follow me. And they follow this tweet, but maybe it's because I retweeted it. But I was like doubting. They're like, well, who's the racist now? Like to me. And I was like, okay, this feels this feels body at this point. So I don't know who that fucking person was, but they're very upset. If they're real and their struggles real and they're listening, like honestly, I feel you and I hear you. Please talk to a professional about whatever hurts going on inside you. But like, it's not about you. It's about. <laughs> the other people that we're talking about right now, people of color, that uh, that's my biggest thing is everyone's like, well, what do you mean? Like I've faced discrimination and challenges and hardships and had bad shit happen. And it's like, yes, absolutely. So have I. So is everybody. But the difference is, is that you have not faced those challenges because of your race or your ethnicity or the color of your skin. Those things have happened to you and you face challenges along the way. But inherently, 
like what you're saying, Christian, we could pop in our cars right now and fucking drive to San Diego and be like, I'm scared. I just want to go be with my parents. And cops would be like, get, go get to your dad. Go, go on. Get, go fast. You know, like. Or we could be like, oh, you know what? I, I just wanted to go to SeaWorld. Uh, I hear that that's going to open on Monday. So yeah. I'm just going to sit here in the parking lot for a week. Is that cool? Yeah, it's fine. Just uh, clean up after yourself, kid. We don't face those yeah. hardships and struggles. And I think that that is part of the reason is why I'm like, when people get angry and bad shit happens, it's not okay. But it's a byproduct of being oppressed. It's the reason we got a fucking President Trump. And we saw that feeling from the other side of people who felt marginalized and disenfranchised and not heard. And because the left didn't understand how to talk to them, we created this monster of people who are pushing back 10 times as hard, who feel represented by, represented by someone who is a, just this amorphous blob individual that like, here is a push notification I just received. President Trump prompted outrage after peaceful protesters were dispersed with tear gas so he could pose for photos at a church. This is yep. what we're fucking dealing with. And I, I want to hear both sides, but at this point, I'm like, this is the whole thing where you have to recognize that you were not been discriminated against because of the color of your skin. We have to be quiet for a little while and we have to listen and make space and sit the fuck down and let a revolution happen because it's actually not about us. It doesn't concern us. But white people have a great, make a great hobby out of sticking their nose into places to make it about us where it's like, what if you just let people do what they needed to do and stood there to support or let something happen because that's what's happening and didn't find a way to make it about you. But we, we don't know how to do that. And that is the definition of white privilege. Well, I think that's why, you know, white people have uh, such glee when we, you know, post videos of uh, some woman being ridiculous who we call Karen, because we're all Karens. Right. Like literally all we're an entire we're an yeah. entire uh, ethnicity a, of parents. I oh I've got I've got some very Karen. I'm a Carl. I'll be a Carl. Yeah. What's the <laughs> male version of Karen? I'm a very Karen individual. <laughs> What's the male version of Karen? Carl? No, Chris? Caro. Well, Christian <laughs> is too close to Chris, so it can't be Chris. Yeah, it's Caro. <laughs> So it, it is hard to hear Brad. the uh, other side, by the way, when the, the president spends the weekend in a bunker underneath the White House, uh, not talking about this. Uh, you know, there I think there were a couple there were a couple tweets about Obamagate and, oh. and China. But again, there was a there was at least a decent statement late last week about what was in the video. But then there was there there wasn't anything like all weekend long. Did and then it comes out today, and then it's worse than the nothing. What were you going to say, Jeff? I was going to say, did you hear about his uh, – uh, he had the co conference call or whatever with the governors yeah. where he's basically telling them you got to dominate the protesters, and you're all weak. And it's like a guy who literally went to hide in a fucking bunker. Underground. And dodged the draft fucking 10,000 times for bone spurs and whatever yeah. the fuck. He's it's such a pussy. It's just so like, and there was, I forget, it was like, uh, I saw some, one thing where it was like, um, one governor basically was like, hey, your rhetoric is very damaging. Like you're making things worse. I appreciate that you said this one thing, but now everything you're doing is making it worse. And he just goes, well, JB, I don't like your rhetoric. I didn't like it about the coronavirus. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, how can you have such childish responses at such like today? 
important times and people not go, yo, just shut the fuck up. Like, how does that guy not go? Are you seriously talking to me this way? You fucking yeah. man child. Like, why <laughs> can't you stop? What did he say today? He said, if governors, it's going to make, it's going to make us look like, it's going to make you look like jerks. If you don't yeah. know how to do this, like, yeah. well, they were called and they're running out of you. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. What he's saying is basically like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stop this. You're going to look like jerks. It's like, wow. He's, he's saying, I'm going to send in the military if you don't get this uh, under control. And it just highlights something that, uh, you know, look, a lot of people came around on Trump. You, there were, there were a lot more, uh, you know, never Trumpers who came into like, second thought you know i guess now i can be okay with him but it's like there's some there there's nothing that's less conservative than the idea of well clearly the states don't know what they're doing i'm gonna have to step in and it's sort of you know it happened with what he was saying about some of the states that weren't as quick to reopen you know it's a lot of like all right well look you clearly have to do more you have to do it the way that that we want to do it. And I, I always think of conservatism as the big thing being states' rights. You know, you have a lot of people from the South will tell you that the Civil War, first of all, they don't call it the Civil War, but they'll tell you that it wasn't, it, of course, it was about slavery, but it wasn't only about slavery, that it was about states' rights. And, and yet it's like, it seems like they're very quick to be like, well, clearly these states aren't actually doing things right. So the state's rights are only when I think they are right. So yeah. I'm going to have to get in. And it's just like, okay, I think that some of it as diluted and, uh, you know, as written by uh neutral sweet or whatever the artificial sweetener is in diet Coke at this point, it, it, his but, mind. Hey, look, a lot of it. Uh, what's the, no, what's the, well, not riboflavin. No, I don't even know. But look, yeah, there, there's so much, of it that's ingenious by the people around him that are just like you put as much stuff on the governors of these states as you can be like yeah it's not my fault you know so it's like yeah so the states can reopen from this uh these uh, safer at home orders so if they open too soon he's like oh yeah i tried to get them not to do it and if it goes really well it's like yeah yeah i gave them the freedom to do it and then it's like with this it's like yeah, you guys should really uh, step it up and uh, stop all this rioting. Uh, and it's like, why? Well, look, I told them to do it. And look, states that ask to have the, the California asked for the National Guard to come in, uh, and it's like, yeah, look, I I think it I think it helps to have some kind of show of force, but I don't I don't know what you do to actually stop it. And can you tell people like, no, we're you, you know, look, this this wouldn't happen in china or north korea especially north korea you, because you don't have the right to assembly so you don't have to worry about people rioting because it's like uh there's eight of you on the street if you don't go home and we're going to shoot all of you right you know so well, that's the thing is where people are like but, this is happening in blue states where what what blah and it's like yeah, because those are fucking densely populated major metropolitan areas. They're not only all blue places, but like Los Angeles, New York, like, oh, I sorry that these major riots concerning like a million people aren't happening in fucking Waukesha, Wisconsin. Listen, Will, the very blue state of Texas had riots in Dallas and yeah. you know I just think that the weak blue state of Texas and all those dirty Texas liberals 
they're just showing how weak and ballless they all are. Fucking Beto. Follows that kind of uh, ideal is probably a little bitch, right? I guess that's what our all powerful great leader Kim Jong Trump said. (laughs) (laughs) Who apparently is still alive, by the way, Kim Jong Un. Uh, I mean, if you believe that, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure sequel where he gets raised by voodoo priestess so that he can uh, walk through the water and there are out. very good people in north korea okay there are very good people there it's 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 bad on both sides okay the <laughs> south is low and the north is a little too high and it's hard to have actually like a middle so they're actually like they're both bad <laughs> terrible yeah so uh uh, uh, Sean, American Patriot, and uh, Jacob Lee Downey are having a, a lively chat. It's mostly the two of them talking in there. <clears throat> uh, and then I, I did respond to this. So one of the things he said is, so this is a Bash Trump podcast now. There's a, been elements of that for uh, whatever, three and a half years. But to be fair, it's... It, <laughs> There, there's Jeff time, and I have really led the charge. You, you've managed to really... There's times uh, where... Look, see, there, look, this is not one of the times, but there are times... <laughs> Where I I think he can actually be really funny when he does like a you know a seventy six minute press conference, and he, it, this is sort of going back like a couple of years, and he's just sort of like tearing into people he doesn't like in the media. Like it used to be kind of funny to me, and I would say like, I don't know, that was really funny, you know. And there's things that I'm like, okay, um, but it's hard for it, it's hard to not pile on right now, because you know you have you have a very eloquent post and response from uh, former president Barack Obama earlier today. And you, you know, you have president Trump talking about sending out vicious dogs. That's a direct quote. Uh, when the looting starts, the shooting, the shooting starts, starts a reference yeah. to very, you know, very specific behavior in the late sixties. So it, this is, this is time where there are people who can defend him on all of this. It's just, uh, we're, we're not, um, we're not equipped to do that because uh, I, I don't see any of it being defensible. You know, uh, the, the there were the, the protesters at the White House. Obviously, whoever the whoever the occupant of the White House is, yes, you do need to you do need to keep that safe. You need to make sure that people don't. You know, I remember when Bill Clinton was president. You had all these people that were like hopping the fence all the time. People were getting really close, and you haven't heard about that in a while, but. At the same time, it's like, yeah, we you should make sure that that doesn't happen. That's you know pre nine eleven stuff. It's a different time period, I guess. But it's like, yeah, so you you know you don't want people getting too close. But by all indications, it was like, well, we got to clear these people out so that he can go to this church. And I, I don't know what he's said in the last seventy two hours that's been helpful, you know. But uh, if if either of you guys in the chat feel like there's something that you feel. Well, he said this, you know, he addressed that, you know, um, he was very quick to declare war on Twitter last week because they fact checked something about mail-in ballots, which uh, is not really what we're talking about. But it's like he was right on top of that. That was important to him. This he just didn't really say much. And now he's talking and it's like. I don't know. The people around him are probably like, "Oh, go back to the not talking." It's fine. You you you've done enough now. Um, and you know, uh, Sean wants to know uh, how we protect our family. 
uh, and I'm I'm the one who has a family, and um, I have a family. I, I have a cat daughter. I have that's a true. daughter. And you have a girlfriend. And a I'll girl. answer yeah. this, Sean. How do you protect your family from cancer? You don't. It consumes them, and all you can do is watch them die. Right, but uh, I don't. Uh, I, I I I believe in uh, Sean Jacob or anyone else uh, who would. Uh, who feels the need to own a firearm to protect their family. That's just not me. Mostly because I just think it's cute that I'm, I'm not, I actually have my NRA sharpshooter certificate that I got when right. I was 11 because I was a crack shot as a child and then stopped shooting guns because of Columbine. <laughs> so um, I, we, you know, we all shared a boss for a while, and I know where my leanings were for a long period of time, and I was starting to go a certain way. And then Sandy Hook happened, and um, a lot of kids were murdered, and nobody did a fucking thing. And that's when it changed. And I'm not going to tolerate or play games with somebody who can't spell or is egging us on just for the sake of being a shit. Like that's just not. No, it's okay. Right. I I don't I I don't know that. Uh, I think that if I had to guess, Sean just feels very passionate about this stuff. But I, I know what you're saying. Um, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of caps in his posts. Whereas Jacob Downey was just trying out jokes before, which was entertaining, but it really didn't fit into the conversation. Uh, so. Yeah, look, I I think that uh, how about the fact that none of these riots have targeted homes. Nobody's houses are being burnt down. Nobody's houses are being burnt, broken into. Right. The, like, oh, sorry, except for when the police break in to shoot you because they have a no knock warrant. My bad. Yeah, sorry, they killed two innocent women because they got the wrong house. I, legitimately, I actually don't know what you guys. Breonna are Taylor. About. The okay. One that talking, that's is that, that's is, the most recent is, one, but there was a there was this? a woman There's before that. Too, yeah. Is yeah. that part of this or is that a separate incident? That's, that's one of them. Okay. Yeah. I okay. look. I just didn't. I just didn't know. I mean, you know, look. If I had a job where I uh, produced and co-hosted a, a, a podcast about uh, topics and current events, maybe I would be up on this stuff. But you know, since I don't, and I just do a, a goofy podcast about uh, comic books and uh, and 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 kiss movies, I don't have to worry about it. But look, I I so anyway, my point is that. Yeah, I mean, but to Jeff's point, actually, is sort of what I was going to say is uh, at the moment, I don't feel like I need to uh, do anything to protect my home, you know, because uh, homes don't seem to be what people are after because this isn't angry people of color that are lashing out at white people. This is, I'm, I'm, and look, I'm not saying that you don't see any videos where black people are looting. I'm, I'm not saying that at all, but you do see a lot of white people take, you know, who are, whether they're affiliated with anything or not, they're just, some people just like to go and stir shit up and make trouble. And so you see a lot of that and yeah, they're about what can we show on the news? What can we do? And, you know, and, and, a lot of what gets posted has to get fact checked. You know, there was there was like a a, a photo of a McDonald's on fire that uh, I think on Friday was making the rounds, and then they fact checked it and was like, yeah, this is from like three years ago in Pennsylvania, where an actual like fire, like a grease fire or something, you know, after hours, so a McDonald's caught on fire, and it's just a picture of it. But they're like, oh, that fit into the narrative right now. So there's a lot of there's a lot of that, 
but then there's also like in person people that are, you know, like people driving around giving out bricks. It's like, yeah, what'll happen if if we do that? Well, so, there's also some sheriffs giving water bottles to people. There's people. There's a group of black men forming a human chain around a cop who's isolated from other people to protect him from people who wanted to hurt him. There's a lot of other things that are going. My the thing that drives me crazy, which is the thing that drives me crazy with anything, is that it doesn't matter what the quote unquote media or fake news or whatever is covering or isn't covering. People are going to believe the narrative they want to believe, and there's plenty of actual fake news in conspiracy theory bullshit that exists to encourage people to believe that this is some secret plot or kind of like co- oh, mail-in ballots are fraudulent. Exactly. The mail-in ballot thing. Oh. COVID is a COVID is like a front for whatever. And it's created this whole sit. There's a whole thing that people want to believe when people are scared and they don't know how to deal with actual, uh, confrontation or conflict because they undoubtedly have had past traumas they have not dealt with, the way that they deal with it is to make themselves the center of the narrative. And if there is a conspiracy swirling around your world in which everyone is trying to get you and and you're the, you're important, you're Jack Ryan and everybody's trying to get you because your secret identity, people care about stealing your money and all this kind of, it's like you're actually not that special. None of us, the three of us, anybody, Nobody's that special, but everybody wants to believe that at that level, their safety matters, right? So it's like, well, the looters are going to come for you. I mean, people in my hometown are like, where do I buy guns? Because we're scared that the looters are going to come for us. I'm like, they're not going to come for you. People don't give a fuck about you. There, there were, uh, I, I did see photos, of, uh, there were lines, uh, uh, you know, down the block. There's a few uh, large gun stores in, in Burbank, uh, and uh, there were some very large lines there. And yeah. uh, to, let's see, there were a couple of things. Uh, so, uh, Sean, again, they're burning down businesses all over the country. You don't give a flying fudge. Um, I have said that uh, I very much don't like the fact that, companies are being burned down even the even like a starbucks or a target it's more those will be okay let's worry about the the small businesses you know that are already hurting from the pandemic uh, literally there are stores in los angeles that opened today like was there reopening for letting people inside you know under distancing rules blah 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 all that but then they were like oh yeah we were open for four hours <laughs> And then we had to board up the windows and close. You know, there's a there's a comic book shop that I follow on Instagram and they do some like online sales and stuff. Uh, this place, Black Cat Comics, and they today was their first day to reopen. A lot of places on Magnolia, Magnolia Park in Burbank It's getting very local now, I know. But uh, they, they opened and, and then if you look at their Instagram, they had to put uh, boards on the windows and they're actually spending the night there in their business. It's a small business, you know, they're just uh, just to make sure everything goes all right. And they're like, well, maybe we'll be open tomorrow. We don't really know. We don't really know what it is. And so I care very much about all that. Uh, I, uh, of course, also care about, you know, police that aren't handling this well. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, people you getting, getting shot and gassed in peaceful protests. I don't think that that's the majority of what's happening. But I do think it... Uh, you know, stopping the the looting should definitely be a priority, but people still get to protest, but they're not one and the same. So to me, 
somebody should figure out what it is. But yeah, Jeff, I think Jeff, you made the point that it's there. There's a narrative that's like, oh, this is all these these blue state governors who aren't tough on crime. But Texas being the perfect example, you know, that they I mean, that's a state that wants to be their own country. You know, and there's a, there's a lot of people that would like Texas to be its own country. And some would say it already is. And I mean that in the strongest way and in the most favorable way possible for people that I know live in Texas. You know, they have a very uh, independent spirit. That's great. I like a lot about Texas, just not the Dallas Cowboys, but that's neither here nor there. I, I, I just want to pose something to people, right? So say you were giving some crazy ultimatum, right? You're dealing with a supervillain and they basically tell you, I will either kill the, this person or I will set fire to this uh, like business or thing. Do you not realize that 10 out of 10 times, if you choose to have the person killed, you're the bad guy. Like that's, there's no equating those things. Like to say that it's more important to protect property and businesses and material wealth over people's lives. is fundamentally shows that you're a terrible human being. Right. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to say that like, we, we should definitely be worried about both. Uh, you know, you don't want there to be the loss of life. But, of but this isn't about if you could have, if we had everything, like if everything was the way we wanted it, this guy would never have been choked to death, but it's not. The reality is you're having to choose between, do you condone killing of innocent people or do you condone burning of innocent property? I condone burning of innocent property first because it's an either or only because. Well, even Jesus said that you shouldn't store your possessions in barn because if that barn burns down, then you lose your possessions. You store them up in heaven, right? So if we're going to make the Christian argument, let the possessions burn because it doesn't matter about those things. That's right. We're going to make the Christian argument. That's what I can't do. I was raised Christian. I read the Bible back to front multiple times and did a lot of studying, and I find zero compelling arguments for how people are able to interpret and extrapolate these impossible justifications for racism and prejudice from Jesus, who was undoubtedly a very brown Middle Eastern man who didn't look like beautiful white Jesus like we know now. People don't want the truth. There's this thing where it's like, (laughs) you can't handle the truth. Uh, they just want to believe what they've been believing because it's too hard to change. I get it. Change is very hard. Uh, uh, clearly, well, you never saw Jesus Christ Superstar because correct. I know what Jesus looked like. And right. uh, it's not the way you're describing it. He looked like you're Ted right. Neely, kind of, kind of like Ted Nugent almost. Yeah. Yeah. The deer overpopulated Christian. You know that we're just doing our best to keep the deer population down. Um, <laughs> That's the real issue. That's really why we're here tonight. People, to talk about the deer population. Somebody's got to do it. Being met face to face with trauma and tragedy and seeing these things happen, the easier position is just to let it keep happening and pretend like it's not because it doesn't concern you. And I'm not really all that interested in this episode. And like, I I always try to be diplomatic and I suppose I won't specifically go for jugulars as much as I can or can't. But I'm really not interested in tolerating conversations that that are proposing that we allow the murder and mistreatment of people of color or minorities simply because we as white people are too fucking lazy to consider our position in this country and how this country was built and structured and founded for free on the backs of slaves and abuse uh, that we just simply can't bother ourselves 
with accepting the fact that this is not about us and we are being called, if, if people are called to a higher power, we're being called now to a higher cause to support and stand with people who are suffering, who are being victimized, who are being abused, who are being hurt, that it is not about the looters and it's not about that kind of violence and it's not about, yes, those things are happening. Just like there's a bunch of fucking bad cops, even though there's a bunch of great cops, right? Everybody always makes that argument. Well, these are just two or four bad cops, but the whole force is fine. Sure, I get it. But if you're willing to make that argument in justification for you feeling like all you want to do is turn the television off and go to sleep and ignore that the world is basically on fire and that you have no part of this, then you're just that's where you're going to be. And people who want to live in ignorance, it is not bliss. I can assure you that. Um, but what can we do to reach those people other than try to make an impassioned plea and say, listen, everybody who bleeds red is your brother or sister or sibling or whatever it is. And an attack on one of us is an attack on all of us, regardless of our color or our religion, or our ethnicity, or our gender, or orientation. And I'm tired of pretending like people's fragile bullshit existence is so valuable that we have to keep tolerating the fact that they stand for nothing when the people who have everything to lose are in the street fighting to lose that or win it as we speak. So I was like, I can't... I Yeah. There's a lot to be said, and I'm sure I sound like a crazy white liberal. But uh, I'm happy to die on that sword if that's what that means. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I think that, uh, look, it, it's, uh, it's why we're doing this so that, uh, you know, because it, it is very difficult to express these points on Twitter, and, you know, you have people, uh, you know, that, have their agenda and, and their points. And uh, look, it's, I, I hope that good conversations come out of this. It seems like right now in particular, it's a very hard time and you want more than just a good conversation. I, I understand that, but it's like, that is kind of how the, the change starts is if you can talk about it instead of yelling at each other, uh, which is definitely what we're, uh, you know, going out of our way to, to not do. Uh, and I, I think to that end, I wanted to uh, have some fun with the, the comments in the chat for a moment. Before we begin. So, no, no, this is just earlier. This is earlier. I already read this one. They're burning down businesses all over the country. You don't give a flying fudge. That was Sean. And I love this response from Jacob Downey. Wait, does the fudge fly and I have to hunt it? Or does eating it make me fly? Or is the fudge in style, i.e. fly fudge? Or... Would that be EL Fly Fudge? Of course, a reference to Keebler's EL Fudge. And he wraps it up with, I like fudge. So that's my kind of person. All right. I'm I'm not saying that uh, Sean American Patriot is neither a Sean, neither an American, nor a Patriot. I'm sure sure he's all three of those things. Jake (laughs) is my kind of person i i I, he's my kind of black cast viewer slash listener he's who i want i interact with him a lot on twitter i love jacob lee down that he's able to make the fudge jokes that we're all afraid to make right now 
and uh, I, I don't know. I look, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, people who can find the the levity, and I just wanted to share that because our audio only listeners uh, are not going to see any of that. So, um, I, I mean, I think like we, you know, I, I appreciate finding the levity too. But there's also a, there's also a wit's end, and I think that we're seeing that. And like, I want to obviously the black cast is like not usually this place, but like a lot of people are mad. I'm mad. And I think that sometimes um, it's important that we recognize that it's hard to find the levity in what's happening right now. It's hard to yes. find the levity in people being killed in the streets. It's felt hard to find the levity in four cops not being arrested and it taking hundreds of people to be arrested just to try to get a handful of cops arrested for fucking killing somebody. So like... I'm not trying to be the shit right now and circumvent everything that the podcast is for, but uh, it's not okay. And I, no, I don't want to alienate our audience either because everybody knows that I'm usually this guy, but I'm just asking people to fucking look inside themselves and think for two seconds about how hard this is for everybody else around you who doesn't look like you. And what that means. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's important that we instill that. I actually don't really want to leave this conversation on like a funny haha note. No, I kind no. Of want people to sleep, not get sleep over this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the uh, I, I didn't think we were. <laughs> look, we're only an hour and eight minutes into it. We're at least three more hours left of talking. <laughs> We weren't leaving on a, on a funny note. I was just sort of injecting it in there. No, I know that. I'm just saying. I but, came yeah. here ready to ready to go, and I think that. Well, look, uh, I didn't come here to cause no trouble. I'm just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. But look, it's there's a lot of it that obviously, you know, I was talking about like the guy stealing Legos, but there's things that you see, and you actually can't help but laugh when the guy stole the ATM and tried to bring it on a city bus. I don't know if you guys saw that one. I did not see that one. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, you know what? You got me. I didn't think anything was going to make me even smile. And I'm like, that guy is just like, well, I have this, this is my ATM now. And I don't know what he thinks he's going to do with it. You know how he's going to try to get that. Um, so, uh, Peter Scrimshaw, I uh, hadn't seen in the chat earlier, been listening since the late fifties because we've been doing this. We've been doing this show for 70 years. No, I think he means, uh, episode number. This is what podcast is for is what he said. Uh, yeah. so I, I pre and I always assume Uvula Scrimshaw is a, he, I feel like I, 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 what's that Jeff? It'd be a girl. If it was a girl, it'd be Uvula. So it's a little clunker. Um, anyway, so look, I don't. Um, yeah, it's you know, look. Every once in a while, we'll we'll do a, an episode where we talk about uh, politics and things like that. And God, like four years ago, there's one where it was called something like "Ah, oh, the one where the the guys alienate half the fan base." It wasn't quite that, but it was something like that. And uh, for the most part, it turned like people who didn't agree were like, yeah, but I still like those guys. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. They, I think they appreciate it. Uh, obviously, 
Sean doesn't like the way that we're talking about the president. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, care. I don't, I don't like the way that he talks about. Um, Do we know this person outside of just this I, chat right I, now? I, I don't, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I'm look. Anybody who's sticking with us and watching us, I, I, I appreciate anyone doing that. And I'm choosing to share some of his comments in the chat. Uh, you know, and uh, and you know, Sean mentioned that he's a combat veteran, and I will uh, say that I appreciate your service. And uh, also the the conversation you're you're yelling a lot, but that's yeah. okay. He I, I, was a combat veteran, John McCain, and he got captured, which makes well, him weak. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right? I mean, that's, that's how we yeah. feel about people who serve. I yeah. thought Donald Trump loves combat veterans because he. Well, he doesn't like people who are caught, kick, uh, captured. That's right. So, right. Um, do we want to talk about anybody else in the McCain family, or should we move on? I think we should move on. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, I made Will laugh. Look at that. I made Will laugh. See, I would love to hear her response to this. It would just—it's got to be the dumbest shit coming out of her mouth. I can only imagine. I've not watched anything she's done in a long time. She's on the View, and I do see a lot of what she has to say. Actually, is it like, stuff I expect it to be? Just clips and stuff, you know. Uh, I was actually going to send one to you. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. finally it, an hour and twelve minutes in. We finally got uh, derailed and completely off topic. But it was a it was a clip from the show. I don't even know what the headline was. But she retweeted it because it was just a really bad screen grab of her where, you know, she was just like making like an awful face and her mouth was wide open. And she's like, mm. oh, come on, really? So it was like about <laughs> the picture. And I actually meant to send that to you uh, anyway. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so I don't uh, look. I don't, Yeah, look, I, I don't think any of us, the three of us I'm talking about, feel great right now about uh, where any of this is headed. Um I, I was trying to figure out because I look, I didn't live in L.A. when the uh, L.A. riots happened. And I I think you understand that a little bit like it's easier to connect the dots. That's like police beat up a guy. Police go on trial. They all get off. Everybody loses their shit and starts breaking everything because they're just enraged. And I try to see this as not being different than that, even though it wasn't local. So. Uh, I, I, I'm just like trying to figure out, well, how did that end? What did they do? You know, when did people finally stop? Like tomorrow, I don't know where are they going to be where, you know, where is there going to be a peaceful protest? And, you know, like two miles away, they just a, a different group of people are like, well, that, that's clearly where we're going to, we're going to break shit and we're going to steal stuff, you know? And at, at some point, what do you do to, you know, I was talking about it earlier. Like, what do you do to stop the looting? We, I, I don't think they should stop the protests. We've kind of talked about it, the protests and the looting in particular. Those are different. Can you stop it? And maybe, maybe it is a, a little bit, but you know, the president did tweet out all caps law and order and uh, a very funny retweet from ice T whom you probably know is on law and order SVU. And he was like, Oh, this motherfucker dot, dot, dot. <laughs> You know, just dragging the name Law and Order into it. Um, but, you know, I don't know what the fix is for that aspect of it. And on Instagram, I jokingly said that we were going to solve all the world's problems uh, tonight. Uh, and then I said, just kidding. But, I mean, is there is there anything that seems I like a reasonable response? Go, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. 
I have something really insulting to say that came to me that's probably going to piss a lot of people off, but it's just like, it's something that sticks in my cross sometimes, right? So when people announce that they're a combat veteran, that's lovely. But what did you, like, just because you fought doesn't mean anything. What did you fight for? Did you fight for freedom? Did you fight for the right to protest? Then support it. You know who else was a combat veteran? Adolf Hitler. He fought in World War One, and he went on to be a not very good person. So it's not the mark of your superiority or a show of how wonderful you are because you've been devoted to a country. What do you stand for? That's all. Um, I, I, I'm just shocked by your hot take that Adolf Hitler was not a good person. Um, I, I've Sorry. known you, Jeff. Jeff I've I known you. I'm going to offend some people, but I had to say it. Jeff, I've known you for like five plus years, and just now I'm like, oh, I had you pegged all wrong. Uh, so, um, yeah, and I, look, that's that's Jeff's opinion. Uh, Sean is uh, entitled to respond to that, um, but look, I I think that uh, uh, it's I don't know. Will <clears throat> back to the earlier point about. Is there is there a, a way forward that makes sense, whether it's followed or not, is not the point really. I don't think that's an easy answer. I mean, a way forward that makes sense requires people to surrender the ego and be willing to listen to things outside of themselves to understand how to make real and lasting change. And... Um, well Sean did fight for America and he stands for freedom uh, <laughs> I look I, I'm but I'm not gonna the next, but show the next one well I'll get to the next one in a second but I'm just gonna, see the reason why I've got this one is that I I I endorse fighting for America I also uh I I mean, look, I stand for freedom in the way where I support freedom. I've never stood with a, you know, with a firearm where I'm defending freedom in any respect, but I definitely support it. I am pro-freedom, which I know is another hot take. But then he did say this to Jeff. Uh, Fuck yourself. No, I think that's about me. Uh, no, it was it's definitely a Jeff. Jeff. It was definitely. Uh, well, Jeff, Jeff said that he didn't care about it. And then Hitler oh, fought for Jeff. Essentially, so socialism. Socialism. Yeah. I'm convinced we're being trolled, you guys. So we should probably. No, but once, anyway. look, once, once Jeff said that, I wanted to make sure that. Uh, I said uh, it to troll him back. That's, that's fine. <laughs> like, I, because I assumed that wouldn't make him feel too good about himself. No, nor, nor should it, you know? And uh, uh, Sean said that he's watched 40 black casts. So uh, Sean's. Uh, he that, didn't that, say that. He said he watched 40 Bacadda casts. It's <laughs> <laughs> a show that we don't even do. We don't know do that show. That cast is great with the strokes. We're wonderful with the strokes, Market. We are great. Strokes can't speak right. We love them. We do great with them. We do. I was just looking for that one from before so that people could see it, but now I'm not. Uh, I'm just not finding it. Oh, wait, there it is. That, yeah. So that's why Will's saying that for those of you watching. Uh, but uh, look, I know what he meant, Sean. I, uh, you know, look, I'm, I'm just here talking, uh, and <laughs> I mean, it, it, what, it, what does that mean? You, you come to Virginia. Uh, I'm, I'm all, I, I've been there. 
Uh, they say Virginia's for lovers, so that must be uh, Sean. So hang on, hang on. I know that it, I know that Virginia's for lovers, so I think Sean's oh, hitting on. I was for lovers. How dare you? What's that emo band? What is for lovers? So there's a there's this Ohio is for lovers. That's a song from some emo band. I don't know. Yikes! <laughs> if Ohio is for lovers, how do you explain Paul P? But again, we've gotten really deep in the weeds here, and I. I look, it's, it's like, uh, it's like gun violence, you know, uh, mass shootings and things. I don't expect it getting solved this week. The, 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 uh, I guess I don't understand why people can't collectively come together over the fact that people are murdered with weapons that we probably don't need or entire groups of people are targeted by, law enforcement systemically over time that's also a fact we have somebody in here being like this is a fact it's like well this, this is also a fact no they were not facts they were facts you're right with an x um i all my life thought that the christian upbringing that i had was about teaching peace love and understanding and do unto others as you would want do done unto you and uh <laughs> All of those things that I'm very, very, very confused. I think it's why I became disillusioned and left that way of thinking because it is not actually about um, love and it's not actually about changing anything. It's not about helping people. It's about keeping the status quo out of fear. And the fear is put into us by churches, by leaders, by and then and we're fed a narrative, a circular narrative about why it's actually not fear. That's actually the truth. We are actually the victims of a covert, deep, deep, uh, what's it called? Deep state conspiracy where we are actually the victims. And it turns out that this whole thing that actually people of color are aliens and they came to the planet to orchestrate this, like, at what point does everybody stop and go, this is fucking crazy and we should just love each other and fucking pump the brakes? Like, why do you care? Why does it matter if two dudes can get married? Why don't you just like live your life and go to bed and just wake up and like do stuff? I don't understand why everybody's individual, like entire sense of self is wrapped up in the notion that we should have to fight for minorities and people of color. That's well, kid. well, you know, you talked about how you read the Bible, so you clearly don't remember. And I know you've never heard this before, but it, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. I don't know if you've heard that, but uh, it's right there. That right is, yeah, that's yeah. Genesis one verse two through four. Oh, yeah, but that's Genesis once Phil Collins started singing. So obviously, that's going to be a little good. bit more gender fluid. With Peter Gabriel, it, it, it uh, made a little bit more sense. Um. Yeah, I, I, but my point is, I, I, I feel like I am not that far out on a limb when I said we're not solving racism this week. Um, I, I don't know. know. Oh, no, 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 I know. I I'm just saying all the time. Let, let's let's solve the the stuff we can solve, which is to you know get people to stop breaking store windows. You know, I mean, all these. You know, and that the I'm talking about I don't it on the local level. conversation about that, about being like, well, actually, at the end of the day, it's like we should just stop looters. It's like, no, 
people need to reconsider their whole existence in order to be able to effectively create change that benefits not just people of color, but all of the country and the world. Like that's, that is the bigger conversation. I know that I'm like constantly pushing it towards this sort of extreme way of thinking, but I'm kind of, yeah. I'm not yeah, interested look, in uh, some, PC version of this conversation. Look, some people know that uh, I have a show that uh, I do for AfterBuzz TV called The Trump Report. It's usually Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific right now. Uh, the whole network is not uh, is unplugging tomorrow, so we won't be doing the show tomorrow. I've learned while we're on the air. Uh, and, you know, when we were sort of talking about economic recovery early in the uh, the pandemic, uh, one of my co-hosts, a uh, delightful woman named Chelsea, I, I, I adore doing the show with her. I was just like, well, you know, people who have like service industry jobs, the $1,200 stimulus check isn't, you know, that's, you know, not enough for even the one week that's they get right. it. And yeah. it's like, well, what we need to do is we need to change the system and, you know, make sure that people are taken care of. And I'm like, yeah. But that's not going to happen soon enough for that person that already blew through that $1,200 check. And I'm talking about people who use it responsibly, you know? Um, so it's like there are these big issues that need to be fixed. And I talked about gun control. And you want there to be something where something like Sandy Hook never happens again. And not in the way where – I don't even – not in the way where Alex Jones says it didn't happen in the first place. Uh, I mean, where it actually doesn't happen again. So, you know, and you do, you want there to be these fixes, but it's like, well, what can you do right now? You know, I mean, I was very encouraged before the, the weekend about the idea that California was starting to open up, I think slowly and at least trying to be responsibly, you know, I walked by, Bob's big boy in Toluca Lake and there were people eating inside and it was really actually jarring at first. And I'm like, Oh my God. And there were people waiting to get their haircut outside. Fantastic Sam's. And, um, that's a, obviously not my number one issue right now, but it's something I've been thinking about for a while that it has been almost five months since I've cut my hair. And, uh, one day I would like to get it again. So you start to see things like that and it, it was encouraging. And then it's like, Oh, okay. These businesses, really shouldn't be open uh, because there's this threat. And I think any kind of healing that can happen, that's the stuff that can happen first. I don't know who helps there be real change. I don't think it's, you know, of, of the 535 elected losers we have between the House and the Senate, I don't know, are 20 of them good? I don't even know. You know, they can't do enough is my point. So you need real change. And I think that people who legitimately are radical, like anarchists, like burn down the whole system, they think the radical change maybe could help this. And I don't, I don't see that as the fix either. So I don't know what the, the, the big fix is. That's why I keep focusing on the little stuff. Like how can we get so that we're, there's not a curfew every night. Uh, I'm actually not reading the chat Sorry. because it's very perspective. So we, we can address some of it if we like, but you know, so I'm focused on the stuff I can. So Imagine having such a small baby ego. Like one is, comment, own your entire life. Christian is mid like 
plea and we we just fucking derailed we it. All read the same thing. We all read the same thing. Hey, I know. We I know said we were gonna do it. Fuck it, we're gonna do it live. And now this I is know. Ready. Well, that was the that was the conversation too. It's like, oh, should we do it live? And I was like, sure, let's include people in the chat. I thought maybe our friend Sam Whitfield might be here live. You said uh, we were going to talk about a thing that nobody wants to hear us talk about. We know our listener base. Everyone's yeah. like, they're going to do a live chat about something that doesn't have to do with and, like us being fortunate. Like we were, we're not going to watch that. J- Jacob Downey, I, remember, was here before us. He's still here. Sean, for all the back and forth of Sean, has been here, I think, this whole time. Yeah, he's been, still here. I love nothing more than a hate listen or a hate watch. I am only gonna do this because I hate you. Like let your hate run through you. It's hilarious to me. And uh thanks for sticking around, Sean. Look, he's uh, you know, I I I just wish that uh I could monetize these people that are uh watching for this long. You know, I yeah. wish this was th- this is where I <laughs> yeah, by the way, anybody who thinks that we should do a Patreon, uh this is what it would be like. <laughs> be paying for this show not like the fun ones that i would give away for free where we talk about comics and stuff these are the ones that you get to pay for you you want to give me five dollars a month we'll do this Will you please put the newest comment up Will you please post the latest this is gonna go on youtube and i want people to you want see this it one? i don't like, I don't you, jeff like and you jeff and will is the pussy too. too i know no, he, fair. Honestly, jeff, I, tell me something i don't know I'm I'm really impressed that he actually knew how to use the proper use of two T O O. I'm very surprised based on everything we've seen to this point. Jeff, I mean, he missed the apostrophe on "don't," but it's okay. I'll forgive. Jeff, the real reason the real reason we're here tonight is that we did want to make sure that Will knew he's a pussy. This is a pussy vention, and I really <laughs> thought it was about I mean, I time. Did. I did call Trump a pussy, so I guess I have to get one of those lobby back against me. And I know we're not supposed to say that, so this is its own problem. So if this was a funnier one, you'd have to call it pussy galore. But <laughs> a lot of China, <laughs> or or the China, I don't know. Anyway, uh, look, that's the point. I'm just that's what the point I was trying to make before is just like, yeah, what what can we fix? Like, what can we? What what can be a little bit better tomorrow? And where then, okay, I'm not saying that we want to make this issue go away, but I would really like to know where we're at with the, um, oh, the global pandemic, which was, uh, which has very quickly been forgotten. There's a lot of people that are posting pictures like, okay, so the Rona is not out there anymore. And you just see some of the, the crowds, and regardless of, of what you feel about the cause, there are a lot of people standing very close. Plenty of them have masks on. You see a whole bunch that don't. And I'm not even talking about states where, you know, they are further along in the recovery. I'm just talking about in Los Angeles. You see crowds and you're like, okay, you have the mask on, but, you know, you're like 80 people deep, you know, in a in a throng. So um, I, I don't know. It's uh, how, how do we... Go ahead, Will. I'm just caught up in the comments. Everyone knows that someone named Sean, American Patriot, is just here to troll us, right? There's literally nothing about this that actually says, like, I'm a real guy who had these experiences. His name might well be Sean, real person. His new comment. uh, Christian, highlight the latest comment. You want me to read this one? China. Like how Trump says it. Like, I don't understand (laughs) 
But I thought it was China. I don't understand. China. Yeah. What is going on? Like, I honestly think that, like, even though it sounds like we're shitting on this person, like, I think we're being trolled by some kind of bot. It's none of it feels real. It's very strange. Oh, uh, look at that. You the Scrimshaw is disappointed there's no Patreon. I'd be good for Slurpees for everybody or something. Um, yeah, we'll talk. I'll take a Slurpee. <laughs> Matt and KC uh, should never spend another cent on us again, but, uh, you know, he's he's our ultimate uh, Patreon. Um, it'll be interesting because this episode is going to get posted on YouTube because not everybody's up at midnight Eastern. It's one thirty on the East Coast now. Yeah. So obviously people weren't staying up for this. And there were even people who were like, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it tomorrow, you know. That I got a couple of those messages. People were like, "Oh yeah, I mean, that stayed up for you guys." And nor do I, nor do I expect people to. You know, I uh, just thought it might be uh, it might be interesting. And look, we've we've got a lot more mileage out of the chat than I thought we would when we started. So uh, for two, three guys. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. Um, I I don't know. So in terms of what could be different tomorrow jeff to is there is there anything encouraging or do you feel like we're still on a, a steep uh downward uh, decline uh and and sh- shit's gonna be even more real tomorrow uh tuesday i hope that it stays real honestly like i whatever inconvenience this brings to my life i would rather that uh than like in, because sirens blaring and shit going on. Obviously I'm not saying that in terms of condoning looting and violence and, and the destruction and everything. I'm just, I won't condone that because no one is or no one who in, who's the majority aren't, but like if people want to protest and shut down highways and do whatever it takes, like good, the, the message needs to continue because if we stop it, it's just going to turn into another fucking internet meme of like, remember that weekend we all protested and got sick. <laughs> like I, that would be the worst possible outcome of this to me. It's like, I love seeing white people, you know, play the white fucking hero or whatever, throwing themselves in front of black people because it doesn't come across as much about just being like, look, I'm a white person saving you. It comes across more. as like, this person is like, yeah, hit me instead, man. I don't like, stop it. Uh, there there seems like a, a lot of the, these people are doing it with, from a very genuine place and, and that makes me happy. But if this just turns into another thing where white America lets this go, like it was another fad soon enough because we get bored of just repeating the same talking points, then this will have been for naught and it will happen again. Like it has happened time and time again. So uh, I, I agree with everything you just said, and I do think that the most likely scenario will be on June 1st next year, people see their Facebook memories and was like, oh, yeah, remember when we gave a shit about black people? Yeah. Um, oh, that was the worst. I couldn't I couldn't go to the Apple store at the Grove and I had a I had a point an appointment with the Genius Bar and they told me they were closed. I saw somebody that was like posting about how mad they were that they got to Walmart and they were closed uh to the Walmart in Burbank uh because it was like well yeah but it's like everything closed. It wasn't just Walmart decided to screw you over. It's like everything's closed. And uh yeah, I mean look, I I think that the idea that it continued to be uncomfortable is fine. And I'm not even saying that tomorrow is when things need to happen. But at, at, at some point, I, I, I don't know. I, look, 
I, I've talked about on this podcast before. Uh, I'm a few days away from uh, spending a month down in Orange County. So, yeah, I mean, whatever happens in L.A. Yeah. happens in L.A. Uh, you know, um, I, uh, obviously, it's uh, it's somewhere very near and dear to my heart. But uh, <laughs> screw you guys. I'm going home to count to quote the great Eric Cartman. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, um, but I'm also mentioning it now because I don't want people to think next week like, oh, I see why he left. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone that I said weeks ago that we've uh, we're in the middle of our self quarantine and we're going to go down in the beginning of June. That makes sense. I just want people to know that that's why I'm going. I just want before I give my two cents about what we can change to read. Can, can, we, can we point out that Jeff is the American Justin no, Trudeau? No, no, I want to read no. these comments. But with no, no, I want that one. Justin that, Trudeau. No, can we please highlight the compliment? Thank you. Hey, he's a very like, handsome very gentleman. Nice. I, I want I'm a my whole thing was I was gonna say I want to read Sean American Patriots comments with Peter Griffin's voice that feels oh, very appropriate. I Jeff, wish break Jeff, is, out Jeff, Jeff is a sad person. He dislikes <laughs> his white heritage. How about putting some black shoe polish on your face, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff is the American Justin Trudeau. I feel your pain, Jeff. <laughs> we are at that level those comments. But I will I can I, I want to say what, what can we change about tomorrow? Or what can change tomorrow? And by right? tomorrow, it's it's not literal tomorrow, it's more like general, like oh I know the sun will come out tomorrow, bet your bottom dollar dollar that tomorrow yeah. there'll be sun. The thing that can change is you. Me? No, not you specifically. Oh, the proverbial it's you too late. listening, but you're part oh. of it. Just get everybody needs to get their head out of their ass for a second and not make this about them and realize that this is so much bigger. And I mean, mostly white people. I don't think there's anybody who's a person of color who's like bristling at that comment. Who's like, oh, me? Uh, I think that it's Wait, so. Will you're 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 not saying that it, it's the people of color who need to change. That's not what you're saying. Our audience is very sarcastic and is happy to construe things however they want to construe them. So I'm trying to make it as clear and specific as I possibly can. <laughs> uh, you can change tomorrow if you're willing to listen to voices and hear things that are different from you and what you've experienced and felt and be willing to have the empathy to open your mind and your heart to the struggles of others. And just because they have had struggles doesn't invalidate your struggles. It just means that your struggles have not been defined by the color of your skin and all of the things that have built to this moment that what we're seeing is just like to Jeff's point, if we just try to sweep this under the rug in some way, which the president has been trying to do. Yes, Sean, American Patriot, we're back to Trump bashing, saying that this is like you know, he pretended like COVID was like not a thing for a super long time. He was like, it's actually, I said it was the worst thing forever, but I don't know. Somebody told me it's actually a robot. It was a Chuck E. Cheese version of me playing a guitar that was singing a song about how this wasn't dangerous. I, I don't know who that was. There's, we have the tremendously most inefficient, ineffective leadership that we could have ever fucking had to usher us through a pandemic dragging us through the mud to reach a point where there's all of this 
uh, unrest, civil unrest, because of the killing of innocent black men and women that have brought us to a place where he's then accusing them of being thugs and suggesting that they are domestic terrorists. Meanwhile, he's never going to condemn a group of fucking neo-Nazis, despite one of those dudes plowing a car into a group of peaceful protesters and killing a girl as being bad because it's bad on both sides. You guys know Was that. Was that in Virginia? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> interesting. By the way, go get a shot of testosterone, Will. You're a bigger pussy than I thought. That's uh. But it's not you're a bigger pussy. It's your as in sure. a bigger pussy than I thought. Pants down, shoot. Uh, anyway, I honestly, what can I say besides asking people? I can't ask people more anything more than to have a heart and think outside yourself, look outside yourself, be vulnerable, be empathetic, listen to people who say they're struggling. You feel like you're struggling too. Well, so are they. Listen, we can be in this together. That's the thing is I think that we've invented this narrative that we have to be at odds. That like if you're for this, it means you're against this. And that's not true at all. We can be in this entire thing together because like if one of us doesn't matter, then all of us don't matter. And I know that the argument is like, well, all lives matter. But it's like, well, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. So like we, we are literally in this together. And you're either for it or you're against it. And you don't want to be against it because that kind of makes you look like an asshole. Why don't you be for human rights? Why don't you be for pat compassion and love and empathy? Why don't you be for that? Because what's the alternative? Staying the same, staying in your house, being stuck, drinking the same beer, doing the same shit, pretending like it doesn't affect you, pretending like it doesn't matter. It matters. Regardless of what you think your position in this equation is, <laughs> it's there. And you're either going to be on the right side of this or the wrong side of it. And I encourage you to have the compassion to be on the right side. And I suppose that I should call that my last argument of the evening. I often find that it's like the people that are genuinely strong, like physically and mentally are the kindest people because they have nothing to prove by tearing other people down. They know that there's, there's a lot of greatness in them. So they only want to see others raised up. They want to be kind. They share that with other people. Like the people that want to be mean and spiteful. It's like, it's clear that it's because you feel like less than and shitty inside. And there's some part yeah. of you that feels like you need to build on others by being like, I'm not compassionate. I don't care about them. I'm so tough and great because I only care about me. And it's just like, yeah. you realize that you're like that little chihuahua yapping and you're letting us all know that you're scared shitless and pretending that it's like a big bad bark. It's just not fooling anymore. The, the only thing tough about us is truly our ability to be vulnerable. Being, being a fake tough, strong person or whatever it is, is actually not a trait. Your ability to recognize your flaws and be humble enough to change and be better. He who is exalted will be humbled and he is who, who is humbled will be exalted, right? Now the Jesus quote, it's easy, it's simple. Why don't you listen? I, um... Jesus guy you keep talking about? You know I'm not from Mexico. I don't know, but people love him. A couple of people like him. This partner that you keep quoting, I will not have any more. The, the important takeaways from the chat are Jacob Downey saying, like, this has been a blast. This has been a blast of a blast. <laughs> blast of a black cast. Yeah, going with that one. You know, I mean, that's uh, 
really what it comes down to. Uh, but uh, Will, you'll enjoy this one. Christian, thank you for allowing free speech. No, no, no. Um, we should, no. Can we charge him so uh, that it's not free speech? Yeah, it's not free speech. You do allowing free speech. Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we're allowing free speech. We're just not saying that speech is necessarily uh, intelligible. Yeah. I don't. Um, I, I, I really, I can't believe that in an hour and 43 minutes, we actually, we fixed the world. We solved racism. We cured the coronavirus. When uh, three white men come together, our power. Well, here's the other, the other thing that we did was we, we fixed Star Wars Everybody likes Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker just as much now. Once we explain both of those movies to them, um, all, all, you know, everybody's on board with everything now. I didn't. I just didn't think we could do it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Sean knows how to make sure we get his comments read. I like you a lot. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I like you a lot. You were very funny and smart. Great job, Christian. Christian, I like you a lot. You were very funny and smart. Great job. If the president said that to me, uh, that would be my ringtone. I don't, and that's that's any president. Uh, any Honestly, of the, after this next election, he's going to be on cameo. So I'm sure you could pay him forty five bucks to do that for you. I think he'll cost at least as much as Caitlyn Jenner, which I think is a thousand. I, I I've I've bought a few cameos for. Have five. you? Oh. Yeah, like fifty bucks here and there. My. What is Gene Simmons' cameo? Is he on cameo? I don't think he's on, but why wouldn't he be? Right. Yeah. Do you think if we did a black cast cameo and we like, I and we Wait. charged like a dollar? Yeah. Do you think well, that- it's happening right now. Sean says, "Kick these other two guys to the curb. Invite me on the black cast. Will you invite him on the black cast?" Oh, uh, I, I I don't I even mean, know. That's, how that's, works. that's the ultimate cameo. I gotta say, like, there's definitely like a curious voyeur part of me that wants to know if he speaks as ineloquently as he writes. He could be like the most well-spoken person in the world, and he's just not great at typing. He's dyslexic. He's very heated and types too Sean fast. American dyslexic patriot. Okay, <laughs> let's not shit on people this, with dyslexia. This is I my. That would be a, if that was the case. It makes sense. This oh. is my favorite, Jeff. The uh, the the angry, just hyper-focused on one person right now. Well, there's only one person that can draw our ire. Yeah, and it's Matt and Casey for yeah. not being in this chat. Fuck you, Matt. Fucking Casey. It's only 12.46 a.m. in Kansas City. Where is he? Um, no, I was trying to say this before, like, you know, we all, we've got these handful of people that are in here live. Uh, the, uh, the comments that we'll get, uh, tomorrow. And then when the audio version is posted, uh, I, I think that this conversation is going to go on for a while. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, um, but will, I appreciate you not getting drunk and saying anything that, uh, would have derailed this whole conversation. Well, I only get drunk when I know we're talking about nonsense, <laughs> which is 99% of the time, which is 300 and what are we this on is, right now? This is 386. 387 other blackcasts. Yeah. This one got 86. Except for the episode where we talked about Amazing Spider-Man 2. That was a very, that required me to be very sober. That was two hours and 15 minutes, that episode. Uh, 
And uh, I think that what Jacob Downey is saying that lives, it sounds quiet there in Van Nuys now. Do, do you feel like it, it, that everybody went home? Uh, or I hope so. Well, I mean, they were arresting people right away at six o'clock. So I would think by now, most of the people are off the streets. I haven't heard any sirens in a minute, but it's like, and I know it's like what you say is totally right. Like the, the rational uh, belief is that nothing's going to happen because I have a history of getting away with actual crimes while dealing with the police. And that's very likely because of the way I look and conduct myself when speaking to a police officer uh, because of my white privilege, my guilty, guilty white privilege. But uh, uh, I last night was scared shitless taking Mary out to pee at night because I'm just like the very last thing that I want to deal with when I'm like walking right outside to let the dog pee is like one of the cops coming by with their little searchlights and flashing on me because I have had them do that before on a night where the dog was like where we weren't on lockdown and everything like they just patrol this area and so i'm just yeah i don't know i just the last thing i need is i like i literally tell natasha to stay here and watch by the balcony in case something did happen like somebody could take the dog or call somebody or something because it's nothing will likely happen but it's like that's probably how all those other people felt and you watch enough videos of people being arrested for unlawful assembly for breaking curfew and it's just like how is how are people not storming the fucking city halls right now being like this is an outrage that is a violation of our civil rights no fuck that because it's for black people so we don't care yeah i think that what's really it's going to take is uh karen is really gonna have to take up this cause and by Karen, as we established earlier, is is really all of us, and um, I I don't know I here here's what I'll say about the last almost hour and fifty minutes. We didn't we didn't make anything worse, you know. I I, I don't think I, it's it's very hard to talk about all this stuff. And there's the the narrative I referenced it earlier that if you're not talking about it, you know that that silence is deafening. I think that this proved why I don't talk about it because I don't. I don't know how I just, uh, I just want, I just want to, I uh, like, Will. Will was very eloquent and I'm like, yeah, a lot of, like what Will says, but I can't, I, I don't have all that in me. You know, I just, uh, it'd be great if, uh, people could, uh, could love each other more. And then when things happen, sort of a very quick uniform, like, oh yeah, this is definitely what shouldn't happen. And, I don't know. Last week, I I thought that like okay, this one has been handled uh, better than usual, uh, but that that bar is set so low that uh, uh, we're we are where we are now. Yeah. And- oh, this killing of an innocent black man was handled much better than all the other killings of innocent black men. That's the conversation that we're having. No, no. I mean, that's where that that's uh, what I thought for a second. You that's know? what I mean. It's like. That is fucking crazy that that's the conversation that we're having. That that's what we have to acknowledge. That's how low the bar is. Correct. Good job not just letting them get away with that murder. I mean, think of all the times that, you know, the, the police in, in a situation like this were not fired, that no one was charged with murder. Yeah. 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 And by the way, just that there hasn't even been the trial yet. Well, so this, I, that's the thing. It's like when people don't understand why people people of color and minorities are upset. I mean, that's 
What else? What other proof do you need? That we're having this conversation as three straight white guys on a podcast trying to break down the troubles that the world is going through for people of color. And we get to say that, like, well, at least this time the guys are going to jail. It's like, that's not enough. That's why things are burning. That's why people are angry. That's why people are upset. Doesn't make it okay to be violent or to loot or whatever. But that's why there's some justification to that behavior because it's like, it's really not enough. We have to be part of the solution and not be apathetic and not just sit and pretend like nothing's happening and ignore it and spend a blackout social media Tuesday pretending like it doesn't matter. It's on us. I, this is something that I've realized recently. Is we keep painting this narrative that it's like it's on people of color to have to fight for their own freedom. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's part of the story. But it's also on us to help fucking let them have it. Why don't we just take a seat for a while and stop making it seem like they have to overcome us? Why is that the story? They don't have to. They are free. This is something that was supposed to be true in the Civil Rights Act in the mid sixties, which isn't even that long ago. Like this is something that is a fact. And if we can't get out of the way and allow ourselves to make space for people who are different than us, then it is not their fault or problem. It's ours. I guess that's, that's the last, last thing I'll say. Yeah. Uh, when we come back after halftime uh, for the next two hours, uh, we're going, no. Um, yeah. I, I, I again, uh, more eloquent than uh, anything. I, I feel like I, I can try to articulate. Um, and I, I, I would love for, you know, a proverbial tomorrow, not the literal tomorrow where it's like, Oh, that really did make a change, you know? And, um, I'm just not convinced that uh, that's where this is. I don't, I don't know what stops, you know, what makes white people, you know, all the, all the Karens feel like they can go to Walmart at four 30 and not be angry that it's closed. Education. You got to start, people got to start reading books, start reading books about race relations, about things that you don't understand about actually listen to black music and hear what they're saying. Actually watch black movies and stop pretending like they're PC movies. Like Black Panther was a big uproar because there was only two white guys and they were both shitty. Oh, so it's fine when it's a group full of like white guys and Wait, the black guys. Who said guys. that Martin Freeman was shitty? Everyone he's knows he's shitty. International hero. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we we invented the narrative that to be a person of color means to be other than and to eventually end up either being the villain or to be marginalized and not to be as important. And the occasional time that we're willing to put people of color in positions of power narratively or entertainment wise. We're like, Oh, isn't it great that in this movie, like it's actually, it stars a black guy. And you're like, no, it's 2020. That's not great. Like this is, this should not be, we fall all over ourselves and we nominate like a black woman who's a director. It's like, Oh, we didn't, is this so good that we nominated her? It's like, no, this should be part of the conversation that we're having about equality. And, people are not interested in having that conversation because it makes them feel uncomfortable. And the whole thing in life, to me, that's always my motto forever in terms of working out, training, whatever it is. There's a difference between pain and discomfort. And you let pain heal, but you push through discomfort. And if this makes you uncomfortable, sorry, this is just discomfort. You've got to fucking keep going and stick with it and see it through. This is not pain for you, white people. This is discomfort. And you have to stick through this 
and see it through. There's no other alternative to this as opposed to being part of the problem, which causes pain for people who are different than us. And we don't want to do that anymore. I've, uh, you know, seen uh, enough uh, conversations uh, on online over the last few days that, you know, these are the sort of things that uh, specifically, yes, people of color, but specifically uh, black Americans, uh, African Americans uh, have these conversations all the time between themselves amongst each other. But it's like, oh, yeah, we don't we can't make our white coworkers uncomfortable. So we just keep quiet about how much pain there is about these things, you know, and uh, obviously people aren't going into work right now. It, it, this literal time isn't necessarily the case, but cause it's like, Oh yeah. I mean, so we didn't bring it up in our one hour zoom meeting, but yeah, just like, yeah, white people should be uncomfortable. Uh, I, like, I, I, these hour 55 minutes, I've been very uncomfortable, but wanting to try and, I don't know, have something better to say and, uh, you know, better way to figure out a way through it. And um, I just uh, I just don't think that we're here. Um, Yuvi the Scrimshaw has a compliment for me, but that's not actually why. Uh, that was really something to hear when Christian interviewed those two fans, both African-American, to get a better understanding of what they had to say. Um, we did a – there was a Black Panther uh, episode of the Black Cast – I talked to Alexis, who's uh, half black, and my friend Shalico, who's black, just sort of like, you know, well, I just was like, yeah, I mean, because we always, you know, we talk about it, but I I did want to get there. Um, But to Will's point, yeah, Black Panther shouldn't have been such a big deal that it was like, oh, my God, it's uh, it's this this superhero movie. And, uh, and that's not just because you feel like there should have been a cyborg movie before justice league. I mean, it just, that black Panther should not. Hey, have at least we're getting the Snyder cut. Anything's possible now. Who knows how much he's in there. Jeff DeRay. Um, I know that literally it can be anything, but, uh, where do you want to go out on? Where do you want to leave this? Uh, uh, you know, do you have a, do you have a Jerry Springer final thought that you'd like to share? Um, I think that I'm sure it's going to fall on. I, it's probably the bad. It's a, probably a bad. I have a. I've I found like upon more recent self-reflection that I've become very misanthropic, meaning that I just don't like really believe in people very much. Um, but I would just I would like to see that changed by the zeitgeist changing and people's actions. And I've, there's been a lot of things that have been very encouraging lately, and I'd like to see that built on. And I'd love to see everybody approach these types of situations and just every day thinking, like, how can I make things better for myself and everyone else instead of just myself? That'd be great. That'd be really great if this was the impetus for people to start caring and changing and looking at one another and, and how we can all serve each other and those Christian values that we all are not, that so many of us purport um, yet don't seem to stick to. So I don't know. I, 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 I hope that, you know, like they, like kind of what was Will was saying is that, you know, change is uncomfortable. So if you don't feel good right now, that's a good thing. You can just embrace that and use it as a motivator to make things better. Well, um, 
I don't think that this conversation will literally continue uh, in this particular episode, but uh, we're happy to interact with uh, everybody that we mentioned, you know, we'll be uh, watching or listening to this after the fact. Uh, if, if you uh, strongly disliked this episode, just because of the subject matter, uh, just tell us why, you know, uh, please tell us uh, what you disagree with or where it's like, you know, and it, you're within your rights to say like, yeah, I, I ducked out after 10 minutes because that's not what I come to you guys for. That's fine. I, I understand that. You know, I just want to have that conversation, too. I always want to know what uh, what people like and don't like. Uh, if uh, anybody has uh, any thoughts, constructive or otherwise, if you have destructive criticism, we will take that, too. We've already aired some of it here during the course of the show. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm glad we had this conversation. I don't know how much, uh, the black cast nation, uh, uh, the black cast nation of millions to hold us back as it were. I don't, um, I don't know. I hope they appreciated it too, but if they didn't, uh, just remember that our previous episode, uh, we really, uh, did a deep dive with Jeff Winstead talking about specifically his comic and comic books in general. And uh, Wednesday night, I plan to do another comic book on bagging uh, where I look at a bunch of comics. This is a distraction. I get a whole bunch of stuff that I uh, have yet to really dive into. Uh, so, you know, I, I feel like it's okay to occasionally do the thing. That's the distraction. Um, but it's fine if you don't want that either. Um, but to continue that conversation, I don't know if that's fine. Uh, also, sorry, Jacob uh, Downey. Relevant conversation. The next one will be about scotch and peanut butter. And can you pair scotch with Nutella? Uh, you can pair scotch with anything. Uh, I don't even need to weigh in with the guys on that. That's a, That seems like an undisputed fact. Um, but if you want to keep the conversation going, you can uh, follow at Will Sterling underscore at Jeff DeRay. Uh, DeRay Jeff doesn't have much to say on any of this, right, Jeff? I don't know who's saying what uh, anymore. <laughs> yeah, whatever one's open, I'll tweet for my problem. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're both Jeff Duray and Duray Jeff. Who's secrets out? <laughs> You've been fooled this whole time. Wait a minute. I, Homer J. Simpson, am also Krusty the Clown. <laughs> that was that actual abandoned plot line of The Simpsons long ago, which is why Krusty has Homer's exact face. Well, I remember when Homer went to clown college, but I feel like we should do a whole uh, a whole black cast on that and not try to steer this conversation into that. Um, uh, let us know in the uh, YouTube comments down below if you have any idea what the title should be for this episode, because right now it's just called Blackcast 386 Live. I I, I, I didn't want to try steal from It's Always Sunny and be the gang saves the world. <laughs> the gang solves racism. I, no. Like I said, I can't believe it only took us two hours. Um, well, uh, and you can continue the conversation with me if you like, especially uh, Sean American Patriot, who says he likes me. I don't remember anything else he said all night. I just know he said he likes me. And uh, you guys can have your issues with him, but he likes me. I thought he liked uh, No, I don't think he likes you guys. Will I? No, I, I think Will's a pussy. Where'd yeah. that come from? I thought that was like the British thing, like, you're such a pussy. But you can follow me at Christian DMZ, Blackcast at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T, The Blackcast on Facebook. Our next episode will be different than this. What that'll be, I'm not sure. 
but uh, we uh, will continue the conversation. Thanks to everybody who watched live. And I do mean everybody who watched live. That is all the time we have now. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Jacob Downey. I don't think I'm going to call it what a riot or don't mostly don't, but uh, thank you, Jacob. You've been here. This is two hours and three minutes in. You've been here for two hours and five minutes. Thank you so much. Revisit this topic in a month. UV Scrimshaw says, uh, if it, it, yes, behind our Patreon wall, if you want this conversation again, we'll have the same conversation for $70 a person. I'll but, be moving in a month. Oh, I know. We'll have to, we'll have to talk about that. We'll have to, this, this basically we'll have to have a farewell party that'll look just like this, where we're uh, also, uh, you know, uh, you know, teleconferencing, but that's all in the future. Hopefully uh, there's a brighter one somewhere around the corner. And I mentioned Jerry Springer and I, I feel like there's no other way to go out than uh, with his old uh, ending adage to uh, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time on the Blackcast. And listen to the damn show. <laughs>